Hey, what's up everyone? How you doing? Welcome back. Here we are, another week. Actually, I missed last week, but... So this is, I guess... It is another week, but it's just not the, 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 the week after the previous one. It's two weeks after the last week. Whatever, that's all semantics. We're talking, uh, you know, small differences. Apologies um, for skipping the week, but I just didn't feel like doing the podcast last week and didn't want to give y'all something... Uh, just for the sake of giving you something, I always want to do my best to provide you with some entertainment for this half hour whenever I release those episodes, and I do my absolute best to do it week to week, but I had a rough one, emotionally, mentally, all those things, lots of sighs, lots of, <sighs> a lot of those with no answers on the other side of them, and uh, took the week to reflect, do all those things, and take care of myself and you should do the same uh, if, 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 if you come if you come to that point if you get to those crossroads we all feel like we have responsibilities things that we got to do right so, sometimes you might got a karate class that you got to go to got to go to that karate class right no not necessarily don't necessarily necessarily have to go to the karate class but Daniel I'm gonna get my orange belt oh is that even a belt I don't know but you're like I gotta get it it's okay it's okay if you don't get the orange belt life will move on. People will be fine. You're not going to let anyone down. You think you're letting someone down? No, you're not. The only person you could let down is yourself. And you have control over whether you let yourself down because you decide whether you let yourself down. So don't decide to let yourself down by choosing to say you're letting yourself down. Old me would feel really bad for missing the week of the, uh, week of the podcast episode. New me goes, you know what? I, I made the right decision. I made the right decision, and for those of you listening right now, you're still here, so thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I got my mom. My mom's really into fitness right now. Uh, right now, I mean, but she's very into fitness, right? You know, she's 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 older. She's in her fifties. You know, she's still young, but she's older. She wants to take care of herself. Uh, it's awesome. It's great. She's working out a ton, eating healthy, uh, as opposed to uh, in the past where I think. When, when she got married, she was like super skinny and was like, what's your workout regimen? She's like, oh, I was taking Fen-Fen. I'm sorry, what? Fen-Fen? That doesn't sound, what's Fen-Fen? Oh, it was, a, it was like a diet drug in, in the 80s. Looked it up. Meth. Not Fen-Fen. Meth-Meth. More like Amphen-Fenamine. So... At least she's not doing that anymore. At least uh, she's not uh, using the amphetamines to uh, stay slim and destroy her internal organs and instead doing it the healthy way. But anyway, she's, she's being very healthy and she got one of those, um, you know, those massage guns, those that like, like you put it on your, on your, on your, on your, uh, on your shoulder or on your leg, on your, you know, your hamstring. I mean, that's, that's your leg too, but whatever you put it on there and it massages or whatever. So she got this like massage gun. She's like, do you want to try it out? And I was like, sure, I'll try it out. I'll try out the, the massage gun. But then she would text me that she's going to drop off the massage gun, but she wouldn't refer to it as a massage gun. She would just refer to it as the gun. That's it. So she'd be texting me. Danny, I'm dropping off the gun in 10 minutes. Okay. Then when I was done with it, I'm picking up the gun in five minutes. Like it sounded like we were committing a crime. And like I this is how this is how untrustworthy I am of the world that we live in now, whether I believe it or not. I got those text messages 
And I didn't even respond with like, just to clarify, this is a massage gun. I spoke to my phone. I went, hello, if anyone's listening and read that text message, that text message is not referring to an actual gun. No crime is being plotted. Uh, it's just a massage gun available on Amazon for $2.99. Like I did an infomercial and uh, a clarification to absolve myself of any potential guilt, uh, of any potential uh, thought that somebody may have that I am committing a crime. Uh, by the way, very great. Very, I think it's a hypervolt. I don't know. I'm not, I think it's called a hypervolt. So I'm not, I'm not going to get one. I don't need, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't, I don't need it. Maybe I do, but I don't. Do I? Do we need all the things that we get? I look around my apartment and I go, what, what, what do I need? Do I need this plant? Do I need, do, do I need this plant really, truly? For those of you listening, there's a plant right next to me uh, on the video. It's a nice plant. It's Zoe's plant. She likes the plant, so we keep the plant. But I guess it brings oxygen, and it's nice, and it's healthy. But, like, there's just things that we do, do not need. We have a fucking basket full of blankets. How, how many blankets? We use one of those blankets. Maybe two. Tops. But just in case, sometimes you might need the blanket, so you want to have the blanket basket apparently but then you know, we just you just keep things and you buy things and you get rid of things and then you just add to the shit that exists in <laughs> the world uh all right let's get these announcements out of the way show announcements next friday march 20th i'm gonna be at the hollywood improv it is my birthday show that's right i'm turning 28 28 years old it's my birthday show it would mean a lot if you came out. If you live in Los Angeles, it's a Friday night, 8 p.m. We'll have you out of there by 9.30. Hour and a half show, tight. Come have a couple cocktails, have a burger, some tacos, whatever it is, whatever you're feeling, maybe some pizza. Yeah? A few laughs, a couple chuckles. Go on with your weekend, all right? Or none of that because you don't want to get the corona. You don't want to touch anything. Although I heard it's not transmissible through transmi transmittable through food. Wash your hands, move on with your day, bang, bang. You're all good. Get back to your uh, to your humble abode. Uh, but it'll be a good time. Probably shouldn't mention the fucking corona thing while I'm trying to pitch a show where people come together in a room as an audience, as a group, uh, in a public gathering. But you know what? We're doing the show. It's going to be fun. And uh, uh, if you're not an at, in the at-risk group, which you know most of the people that come to my shows tend, tend to not be, uh, at least age-wise, and then outside of age-wise, if you don't have any respiratory issues or anything like that, now I'm just turning into the CDC, and I'm putting warnings before it. March 20th, Hollywood Improv, I got my birthday show, and then I got shows coming up uh, at the Irvine Improv, Bray Improv, uh, and then Oxnard the Levity Live in April and May. Uh, I just, I'm finalizing Dallas right now, so I'll announce those dates, working on Atlanta, New York, Chicago, Arizona, San Francisco, uh, all those other good things, so you can find all those dates and tickets at DanielWeingarten.com, and then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start plugging this every episode, because I'm proud of it, um, if you haven't yet, I made a movie with Zoe uh, and Michael, um, Zoe, my girlfriend, Michael, our writing partner, another good friend, another great stand-up comedian, it is called Up There. So uh, if you haven't checked that out yet, please go ahead, check out up there, available on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play, and uh, if you want to go ahead and leave a, leave a nice review if you enjoy it, great, that'd be great. If you've seen the movie and you liked it and you want to leave a review, we appreciate the positive uh, feedback on IMDb, Amazon, all that good stuff. All right, 
And then, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to the channel, rate, review, all that, all, all that stuff uh, means a lot. A lot more people listening than people rating and reviewing. So take take the few seconds to do it. It would mean a lot if you do enjoy listening to this podcast. Um, all right. So yeah, there's the coronavirus that's happening. I joked about it a couple weeks ago, and I think it's gotten much more serious since then. Uh, a lot of misinformation, a lot of people freaking out, a lot of people not freaking out enough, probably uh, being a little too complacent. A lot of selfish people. A lot of people like, oh, I'm young, I'm good, doesn't affect me, I'm good. I'm like, you selfish fuck. You se- what? Oh, it doesn't affect you, so I'm I'm good. Do you not have old people? in your life that you care about, that you're worried about, or that just, just, ah, yeah, like how, 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 how lacking in empathy have we come, become as a society, and then you just see people hoarding and panic buying, and it's like, well, I just gotta take care of myself, that's all that matters, well, what, the other people need the shit too, you don't, you're not gonna need a year's supply of toilet paper, and then there's people just buying toilet paper, and they're buying nothing but toilet paper, paper, yeah, just toilet paper. I see people shopping carts, fucking 52 rolls of toilet paper. What are you going to do with all that toilet paper? You're going to eat that toilet paper? Is there, is there nutrients in the toilet paper that I was not aware of? Apparently, oh, toilet paper, high in vitamin D, C, and go fuck yourself is, is what I, it seems like. You're going to make masks out of that toilet paper? Oh, yeah, you know, uh... The toilet paper is the same. Uh, if you if you get a two ply and then a three ply and then you put that and you get a five ply, really, if you get up to ninety five ply, it's the same as an N ninety five mask, and uh, that'll really protect you. And if uh, if you have it, that'll uh, that'll uh, really make sure that it doesn't uh, get out there, it doesn't spread. <laughs> Just toilet paper, toilet paper, hand sanitizer. You're sanitizing, and then you're getting toilet paper. For shits that you're not going to take. Why are you not going to take shits? Because it's not a stomach bug, okay? This isn't, the coronavirus isn't going in there and making you shit your brains out. That's not what's happening, right? And then, are you getting food? Are you getting canned goods? If this is for an emergency supply, are you getting non-perishable items? Are you getting medicine? Are you getting water? I think the water should be fine if you have a filter. If you have a Brita, I think that'll be cool. But just in case you want, I guess you want to have water, bottled water just for, for your emergency supply? Are you getting any of the things that will actually make you take a shit so that you can use the toilet paper which you are purchasing in excess? Are you? No? Then what the fuck are you doing? Huh? Huh? Spam risk. Fuck you. I was getting a call from, and it's a spam risk. Yeah. At least, I, at least, at least I'm getting the risk. I feel like, though, it's kind of, real quick, with the calls, with the spam risk, you're getting, it's like with the emails that sometimes get go to your junk, but it's not junk. It's like an email that I need, and then you never see it, and then that person thinks you're a horrible, horrible person, which is why I check my junk, junk mailbox, because I want to avoid that. And occasionally it happens. It's rare. It's like once or twice a year, okay? It's very rare. But when it happens, I save myself from having an uncomfortable uh social effect on somebody else and uh, unknowingly have that happen. Although it's probably like one of the few times where something bad actually would happen and I wouldn't worry about it because I just wouldn't know that it was a thing uh, until I discovered it. Anyway, people are freaking out uh, uh, about about it. Look, I'm, I'm like, here's the thing. So I'm a germaphobe. I think we've covered that in the past. Very much a germaphobe. 
I'm washing. I mean, I wash my hands quite a bit anyway. Now it's that's the other thing. I'm like, do people not wash their hands beforehand? People not wash their hands and not wipe their butts. They're like, ah, guess guess that's what it is now. Gotta wash my hands. Were you were you not before? No, you weren't. I know because I've been in men's bathrooms and we're not getting it done. We're not doing our due diligence when it comes to our sanitation, sanitary efforts. And I feel like people look at the sign and it says employees must wash their hands and like they feel like, oh, well, I'm not an employee, so I don't have to. It should just be like must wash hands or ticket. You get a ticket if you get caught not washing your hands. Pass the law. Um, if you touch a pee-pee and you don't wash your hands, ticket. If you can get a ticket for having an inch of your car in the red, you should get a ticket for having an inch of your dick on your fingertip and not washing your hands. Who's who's enforcing this? I don't know. Bathroom attendants. How about that? Let's give bathroom attendants some fucking ooh. Oh man, they'll go crazy with that power. They're already, you know? Oh yeah, I'm in charge of the mints and ensuring that we don't spread this virus, all right? I contribute to this world, bitch. Um, hell yeah. Shout out to the bathroom attendants. Giving mints, cologne, cigarettes. Yeah. Ooh, take a camel crush and then some 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 blue by Chanel. Come back. Mask, mask the camel crush with a little Chanel. Um But yeah, no, people are, are doing that. And like I said, like so like I'm a germaphobe. I'm a germaphobe, but like now I feel like people are getting on my level. Like people would look at me weird before and now they're doing all the things that I did anyway. It's like, you know, Daniel, you don't want to like overwash your hands because it's going to kill all the germs. Yeah, totally. But guess what? I'm washing it before every single meal. When I get back home after being out for the day, I'm going to wash my hands because I'm because I'm, I'm going to touch my face. I feel like I feel like proactive is going to take a hit, though. I feel like proactive, uh, any acne solution um, company is going to take a hit because of the coronavirus because people are going to stop touching their faces, stop breaking out, and um, they're going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't, I didn't need Justin Bieber's preference when it came to acne solutions in order to solve my acne problem. I just need to keep my mitts off of my nose. I need to keep the tips of my fingers off the tips of my eyeballs. I need to keep my palms away from my cheeks. That's all I needed to do. <laughs> Dude, those proactive commercials. I almost got proactive because I saw Justin Bieber was getting proactive. It worked on me. I'm sure it worked on a lot of other people. And then Justin Bieber would just show up to people's houses and be like, ah, oh, proactive, here you go. Could you imagine? It's like a teen pop bubblegum star, whatever. And he shows up, he's like, ah, you got fucked up face. <laughs> That's so mean. Baby, 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 you got acne, acne, acne. So, so yeah, so like I said, I'm a germaphobe. So, and like I, look, I succumb to fear and anxiety pretty, pretty quickly and pretty easily. Um, I can't, I can't, I cannot deny that. So knowing that, I, I, uh, you know, I, I tried to, uh, I tried to manage, manage that, you know, uh, and I've been, and I've been working on it because there's always something 
that's going to make you feel like the end of the world is around the, around the corner or the death is around the corner, right? Uh, a plane crashing, this or that. We we have like these moments that we attach meaning to, and that uh, the 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 concept of death or the reality of death all of a sudden comes to the forefront, and we freak out. And uh, I actually read this book. Um, it was a, a book uh, called How to Die. It's like an old, uh, I think it's an ancient Greek philosophical text. Uh, I want to say it's Greek. But I, you can correct me uh, if, if I'm wrong. Uh, but an ancient Greek philosophical text called How to Die. And uh, the, the, the basic conceit of How to Die is essentially like, look, death is always around the corner. Death is always a present force. We don't know when we're going to be taken. We don't have uh, you know, any control over that. We never really acknowledge that reality. But when something comes to the forefront, whether it's a virus or whether, you know, it's a potential for war, whether, you know, it's a Cuban Missile Crisis or, you know, the Cold War, you know, like, I mean, all these things, right? All of a sudden, it's like, oh, wow, hold on. Now I'm freaking out. Plane might crash. Yeah, but you also might get hit on the way out, right? Go ahead, grab a burger, walk out, bang, done. I don't know. That could happen, right? Those, those are your eyes. So once you acknowledge and you make peace with the fact that death is simply a part of life and you acknowledge that it's always there then when these things come up, you're able to handle them with a little bit more rationale and a little bit more at peace, realizing that there's just no way to control the whole situation, that all you can really do is control what you do on a, on a, on a day-to-day basis, right? Wash your hands, try not to touch your face, all those things. And uh, and if you get sick, quarantine yourself, right? Even if you are a healthy you know, young person because you don't want to get uh, somebody who is at risk who could actually die um, from, from from this virus. You know, you, you do all like those human empathetic things, uh, but you don't let it uh, get the best of you, right? You don't let it totally disrupt uh, the way that you live your life day to day. And that's easier said than done, obviously, but it's something that, that I've been working on. And you do things that'll make you feel good. Like, oh, if you see people panic buying, you're like, oh, well, I need fucking things too. That's that's human instinct. That's human nature, right? Don't go overboard with it. But sure, go out. You should have an emergency food supply anyway, just for life in general. The same way in California, you should have an earthquake kit, you know, or, uh, emergency earthquake kit. Have an emergency food supply. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't overdo it. Don't hoard, but have that so that you feel comfortable. Like, okay, if this were to happen, I'm covered. I don't have to worry about it uh, and, and all those things. And you just try to approach it with a level head and um, try to have faith that uh, a government that's uh, already shown that they're probably going to fuck it up won't fuck it up too bad. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Man. Man, man, man. All right. I think that's... Oh, but I will say I do have an emergency food supply and I'm already breaking into it. Hey, might have might have had a chewy bar or two got a big box of chewy bars in my closet and i wanted some chocolate the other day and i said give me that chocolate chip give me that chocolate chip chewy bar give me that granola por favor i would enjoy that at this moment um so anyway all right i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this uh because this is why this is why I missed the podcast last week and uh, why uh, it's weird. I was saying like I was feeling like sad or like whatever. I wasn't feeling like super low by any means. I was more so just feeling like I was in this weird spot. And um, so here's what happened. Okay. So four years ago, yeah, four years ago, 
uh, I got the opportunity to start developing a TV show with a uh, with a production company, and you know, it'd be like a half hour comedy where I would star in it, and you know, and I was I was help creating it, and you know, all all those things. Very very exciting. And one thing you should know about Hollywood though is that like you know, it's very difficult to get things to actually get made. And it's a very long process. And it's, you know, not rare that you hear people talk about like, oh, wow, it took me, you know, X amount of years. I started working on this back in fucking 1987. Here we are in 2019. And it's real. Like, that's excessive. But like, people work on projects for a long, long, long time before they get made. Um, So I started working on this about four years ago. Uh, It was very exciting. Uh, I got to work with some great people. We eventually sold it uh, to a studio, um, and once we sold it to a studio, we had to bring a showrunner on board, and you know, through this process, the show got redeveloped a couple of times because as we you know, developed the idea, then something else would come out that was, had some similarity, similarities or some parallels, and I was like, oh, let's like tweak it or let's go in this direction. So you know, throughout the course of this four years, we develop, we redevelop, we sell it to a studio, redevelop again, bring on a showrunner, go out, pitch it to all these networks, and, you know, did this whole thing. It's a whole, for, you know, in my case, it was a four-year process. For some people, it's way shorter um, through the point of, like, pitching to networks. And uh, we pitched it to networks, and nobody bought it. That's 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 pretty much what it is uh, and, and what happened. And I never really talked about it much. You know, it wasn't something that I put on Facebook, like, oh, I sold it to the studio, or, oh, like, I'm doing, you know, doing this or whatnot. Because those were all wins, they were wins, and they were wins that I, I tried my best to celebrate uh, on my own uh, with you know the people that were close to me. But I didn't want to like talk about it because I know that there's always a potential that it's not going to get. There's a really really strong chance. The odds are actually that it will not get to where uh, I you know where like it 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 gets made right or even gets announced uh, as a thing that's that's potentially getting made right. It's it's the different stages of development. So I knew that and I kept it to myself and, um, you know, in the end it just didn't, it didn't pan out. Nobody, nobody bit, uh, but I was really proud of, uh, of, of the thing that we came up with. And like I said, I started this, this, this process four years ago. So I was 23 at the time and I was very naive and very green. And I still think that I am naive and green and all of those things. Um, but, when I started it, but when when I started it, I um shoot, hold on one second. The camera is about to die. Hold on. There we are. But when I look back at the whole process, I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of thinking, all right, I didn't get to the ultimate goal that I was seeking, right? I didn't cross that finish line or I didn't achieve the thing that I ultimately wanted to achieve. But like I said, there were plenty of small victories along the way, victories that I couldn't have dreamed of achieving even years prior from them happening. And I, like I said, I look back and I think about where I was when I started, who I was, um, the things that I knew, where my abilities lied, uh, and then all that I gained through that process, right? All the lessons that I learned, all the new tools uh, that I acquired, and then the tools that I had previously, how I, I had sharpened them and how I had strengthened them, and realized that I've come out of it better equipped to move forward, right? I've, I've come out of it uh, 
with more knowledge, with more perspective, with more context, and with more confidence. You know, I went into the whole process very uh, insecure, very scared, operating from a place of fear because there was this great unknown ahead of me. And I was lucky to, you know, be able to work with people uh, on all levels that were incredibly kind and incredibly uh, giving both in their time and in the the advice and that they gave me and were also just like good people that I felt like I could trust. Uh, so as a result, I grew uh through this process, but I came out of it with with a sense, a better sense of self and more belief in myself and more confidence. And uh, I guess what happened over those two weeks, or uh, you know, over this like last week or so, was this weird thing where you know I sort of had to give myself a day to to grieve for the project, grieve this four year process, but then also allow this failure and uh, this rejection. I don't even want to say failure because I mean, yeah, sure, it failed in a sense, right? But the rejection. Um, Sure, feel bad about it for a second, but then use that rejection as fuel and use what happened the four years prior, the entire process. Look back at that. Look at who I am today and find hope and excitement in the reality of now and in the person that I am and that I can move forward with more confidence and uh, with more knowledge and with with the stronger ability to do the things that I want to do Um and more confidence in those abilities. And like I said, I still think that I am green and naive in many respects, and there are many things that I do not know, but there are plenty of things that I do know now that I did not know before, and plenty of things that I can do now that I didn't do as well uh, beforehand. So, you know, I think when you get bad news like that, it's all about how, how you deal with it, how you react to it, and how you push forward. And I intend to push forward um, from a place of, uh, of, 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 of proactiveness. And, you know, I think just honestly, though, in the past week, it was just trying to make sense uh, of all of it and reflect on it and find, uh, find the best way to, to make peace with it so that I can move forward in the best way possible so that I can continue to work towards achieving the goals and the things that I want uh, to achieve. So, yeah, that's pretty much that's the gist of it. That's that's sort of what I was going through and and what that all felt like um, and kind of the most recent thing. And like I said, it's not something that I really talked about much and I definitely didn't talk about it publicly. But now that that chapter sort of come to a close, um, I, uh, I wanted to to talk about it because it felt good too. And I think sometimes also like saying those things out loud allows me to feel, um, allows me to hear hear the things that I'm saying and and the conclusions that I've come to and it might help me better internalize them. So yeah, that's that. That's the cool thing, but we're still moving forward. We're still doing shows. We're doing comedy. We're writing. We're making things. We're trying to grow and uh, we're doing this podcast and I feel like it's been been a lot of fun. Uh, In other news, it's my birthday this Friday, this Friday, March 13th. Uh, I told you my birthday show's next week, but my birthday's on Friday. I'm turning 28 and um, it's whatever. It is what it is. I don't know. How am I supposed to feel about it? It's a birthday. I don't really give. I don't feel older. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna do something small. I don't care. Ugh. Whenever people have big birthdays, I go, yeah, I get it. Good for you. But like, I don't. I'm like, let's just do something simple. Like, pick a place where people can just show up if they want. I, I tell people, like, you don't have to come if you don't want to. We can figure out another time. You know, it's just another day. 
Um, and I, I got to plan it and then you got to let people know. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Let's just get a little bit drunk, find a bar with a good DJ that maybe plays some fire early 2000s hip hop and R&B. Maybe mixes it up with some classic rock. You know, have a good time. Maybe a nice 2 a.m. playing of shout. Ugh, love a tipsy shout. Make me want to shout. Yeah, bitch. Yes, you do. Um, so we're going to do that. So that's that. I don't know. Went to the movies. Saw The Way Back with Ben Affleck. Recommend it. I love a sports movie. I love, ooh, I love any movie where a group of people overcome the odds. I love underdogs. Ugh, that gets, I love those happy tears. Happy tears. I mean, there were some sad tears in that movie, and there's parts of it that make it not what you think is going to be. It's like a classic sports movie in some respects, and then not really in other respects. Um, ben Affleck's really good in it, but oh man. When people overcome the odds, and if you're saying like, oh, spoiler alert, it's a fucking sports movie, you know what's going to happen. The odds will be overcome, but I'm like, dude, any dude, if there was a movie about squirrels, squirrel, like a group of squirrels that formed a volleyball team and won the state championship, overcoming their odds as squirrels, like a squirrel volleyball airbud, oh, baby, I'm fucking in. I'm in. Yeah, super squirrels, sounds scary, sounds also adorable, it's all about the execution, who is gonna put that thing out there, have a nice, have a nice sob story to go along with it, maybe one of the squirrels um, is having some trouble at home, and volleyball is the squirrel's only way to get that release, alright, little chippy chippy, little chipmunk, I had a moment there where I went, is a chipmunk a squirrel? I think it is. I think, I think it is a squirrel, um, but but yeah, we went to go see the movie, which leads me uh, into 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 the 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 end of this podcast, the 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 segment that will close this out. Of course, got to do it. I always got to do it. If I miss it a week, I'm like, I think I may have missed it one week, and I went, ugh, that felt wrong. I felt like I didn't get the thing off my chest, uh, which of course, uh, it's time for no mommy's way, no mommy's way, no mommy's way. That's right. It's time for. No mommy's way. The segment where I go ahead and I get the things off of my chest that I need to get off of my chest. Okay, number one, went to the movies. Uh, first things first, got a hot dog. They had sauerkraut. Put too much sauerkraut, got a soggy bun. I don't need a soggy bun with my hot dog because now I feel like there's something wrong with my hot dog and I can't enjoy the hot dog. And by the time I get to the sogginess, it's already near the end of the hot dog and I don't feel like I can return the hot dog. Because I've almost eaten, and I don't want to be the person returning food that's pretty much all eaten and being like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, really? Really, bro? Now you don't like this? So now I'm stuck eating a fucking hot dog I don't like that I overpaid for. So number one, strike one at the movie theater. Bang. Not a good start. Number two at the movie theater. Um, I got AMC, Stubbs, A-List. I plug a lot of things. If I like it, I will plug it. I enjoy the AMC, Stubbs, A-List. Three movies a week. Twenty. It's like $24 a month or something like that. If you, 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 It's worth it. I, I suggest it. Free upgrades. You have rewards, which gives you discounts. It's a good deal. It's not like movie. It's not as good as MoviePass, but MoviePass also went bankrupt. But AMC now 
They're playing commercials before the movie. Yes. We're not talking trailers, which, by the way, they play too many trailers, but then they also have commercials before the trailers. So, like, if the movie starts at 6.45, it's not going to start playing until 7.15. I've, I figured out it's 30 minutes of commercials and trailers, and the commercials, I'm starting to think that the commercials are the only reason that AMC uh, can have their stubs A-list because I, I get, they must be losing money doing that, right? And they're making up the money lost, through the commercials. So now I got to sit through a fucking Geico ad. Got to sit through a State Farm ad. Got to, I, I don't care about Jake from State Farm. All right. I don't, I'm not, I want to see Ben Affleck overcome his alcoholism and coach a team to success while dealing with his issues. All right. I want a few trailers before that. And that's it. I don't want, I don't give a fuck about Chevy and his JD Power Awards. And how it's real people and not actors. I don't want real people. I want actors. That's why I'm at the movie. That's what I'm here for. Give me the actors. I don't want to learn about how I can save 15% or more on car insurance in five minutes or less from Geico. I already have Geico. You got me. I don't want a lizard. All right? I want fucking three trailers, no more than three trailers, by the way, all within the genre and connected to the movie that I'm going to see, program it well, and then that AMC video where the the girl eats the popcorn from the guy and it's like, <laughs> we're going to fuck later. That's it. That's all I want. I don't I don't need the commercials. I don't need a TikTok commercial. Put that TikTok commercial on my fucking phone somewhere, not on the big screen. Why? Why? I know why, because it's a business decision, but now I'm just showing up late to the movie. Showing up late. I had to overcome. I always, I hate missing anything. I hate missing any part of any movie. If I show up late, I'm done. It's finito. So I get there on time. Now I'm showing up late because I go, I know what it's going to be and I'm not going to sit through it. I guess that's the solution, but I'm still upset for what I had to be, be put through. And I realize it's a really, really, really not a big deal and I shouldn't get so riled up about it, but... It's what No Mama's Way is all about. So that's that. Um, also, I got these new hats. They're my Fabuloso hats. Uh, I'm going to put these online to start selling. But uh, nice, like, fucking dad corduroy hats. You know, a little plug, merch plug. That's a, that's coming. I'll get that store opened up soon. Um, but, yeah, I think that's it. That's what's been going on. That's, uh, that's what's going on in my life, in the world, uh, and through my through my eyes. Hey, so as always, I really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, listening, watching, all that good stuff. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. I would really appreciate it. Um, those things help spread the word, share it with people. If you enjoy this podcast, I enjoy doing it. So I hope that you enjoy listening to it. You can follow me at DW Comedy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, DanielWeingarten.com for any shows. Uh, you can shoot me an email, DWComedy2 at gmail.com. And that's it. That's the, that's the end of the episode. Uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Won't be skipping next week, I promise. Um, so till then, be good, be kind, and I'll see you next week. Bye.